1: Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Great to be with you for another edition of the show. Jordan Canella's with you here, right across the SEN network, SEN Track, and into New Zealand on SENZ. A pleasure to be in your company today. Alongside me for the show, no Butch Castles today. He's away for the week, and in his place, our very special guest host is uh, NZTR's Mitch Davis. Mitch, how's things? Good morning.
2: Good, Jordan. Pleasure to join you, and um, pretty big shoes to fill here with Butch not running the show, but um, I'll try to do what I can to fill in for him.
1: We have uh, another action-packed weekend coming up this weekend in New Zealand. What are the meetings, and what are we looking forward to?
2: Yeah, so we're coming off the back of Hastings last week, the Group 1 meeting there, and we've got a Group 1 meeting next week, but this week we're just at Matamata and Hawera there. We've got a couple of feature meetings, a couple of feature races at each meeting, and we've got some really good horses with Elgato and Lake Creek and Prow West lining up. So we've, um, we've got a fair bit on this weekend.
1: Excellent, excellent. Two guests coming our way, as always, here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We'll have loveracing.nz form analyst Robert Logan joining us a little bit later on. But firstly, from the Wellwood James Training Partnership, it's Robert Wellwood to uh, have a chat about his runners this weekend as I introduce him to the show. Good morning to you, Robert. How's things?
3: Good yeah, morning, man. Uh, all's very well at the moment. Hopefully, it is, uh, hopefully I can say the same thing after the races tomorrow.
2: <laughs> good morning, Robert. Mitch, yeah. Hey, um, big weekend for you guys, obviously, with your star mare prowess returning to the races. I assume you've probably been on a bit of a weather watch this week in terms of what your plans are with her. Um, how is the weather looking in your eyes, and what are you expecting the track to play at weather tomorrow? Yeah, good
3: morning, Mitch. Um, yeah, sort of... Uh, Exciting to finally uh, have a heading to the races. It's, um, well documented. We've had a few hiccups, but good to be finally heading there, albeit we've, um, we've drawn the widest barrier. Um, in regards to the weather, every every sort of weather app telling us different things. At this stage, the track looks like it's going to be all right, but um, there is a little bit of rain due tomorrow. How much of that comes is, is really going to be um, the, the deciding factor on, on how the track races, but... Um, I'm, I'm sticking to looking to, at the weather forecast that are telling me what I want to know. So if, <laughs> if that's the case, we'll probably be acting on sort of a, a, a five
2: or a six. 100%, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm seeing it the same way there, Rod. I think we'll be on no worse than a soft seven. Um, but if it's worse, you know, who knows? We'll just go through your runners at Harwerda first. Race five, um, 12 feet less. She's drawn wide, no jockey currently declared. Is she going to be coming out or is she heading down?
3: Um, We're hoping a runner, she is drawn wide, Um, she's been a bit disappointing since she's come, she's just had the two runs for the stable, Uh, she's really got to put her hand up to to want to carry on, otherwise she might be uh, off to uh, become a broodmare.
2: Yeah, no fair enough. We'll move on to the feature race 6, the Grand William Stud Taranaki breeders stakes at group 3 level, the mare we just talked about, prowess, the much awaited resumption. As we've said, the weather forecast is a bit of a good watch. She's first up 1,400 metres, drawn wide, some speed engaged. Um, what are we, what's the plans with her? Just letting her find her feet early?
3: Yeah, she, she's sort of a, a mare that can can jump and put herself there, but the wide barrier draw throws a bit of a cat amongst the pigeon. As you say, there's a little bit of speed, so hopefully there is a bit of speed and she can just sod in somewhere midfield. But... Um, uh look, we'll just see how the track's playing and, and, and sort of work it out from there. But um, uh, it's really sort of dependent on how she jumps. Yeah, 100%.
2: And fitness levels tomorrow, are we looking at near enough to fully fit, given that she's got a big campaign ahead, or are we setting a, seeing her at about 80% there tomorrow?
3: Look, there's always probably a little bit of
2: improvement on them first up, but she certainly goes down there a fit me, She's She's certainly
3: not soft and... No matter the track conditions, it's not going to hurt her. She's been in work a long time now, and um, and she's right and ready to head down there.
2: Beautiful. Can't wait for that. In the same race, we've got Samut as well. Um, probably not a very well-known to many of the Kiwis here, but Lisa Allpress takes a ride. She was really impressive first up, I thought, and behind Mustang Valley and Ladies Man. Um, she looks well capable of picking up some black type over here. Is that the plan with her?
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, the crew from Australian Bloodstock Centre you know, across, she's a, a lovely mare, got a great attitude, um, came over from Chris Lees and, and, and as you say, her first up run was good behind her and now um, you know, last up group one winner so um, she's probably a mare that, that wouldn't mind a little bit of cutting the ground so if the rain comes it certainly won't hurt her chances but um, yeah, all things being equal, we'd love to see her get a bit of blacktop tomorrow.
2: And what will be the plans with her after tomorrow? If she goes well, would she press on to further black type through the season?
3: Yeah, I think she will. Um, it'll be race by race, but if she's racing well, um, yeah, that's really the um, the plan with her: try and pick up as much black type as we can, and and, um, and sort of uh, uh, make make her a, a
2: valuable broodmare. And I take it the pick of those two in that race will be Prowess. She's a short favourite, and I expect, um, like many others, that she should be hard to beat there tomorrow. Yeah, all things being equal, you'd you'd certainly expect so. Um, If there is a
3: lot of rain comes you'd be silly not to respect the likes of Barcelona, Bella and things with runs under their belt. But, um, yeah, you'd like to think if uh, if she's at her best, um, you know, she should be um, a class above these.
2: And that's the next question I have for you, Robert. If the rain does come and we end up on a heavy track, are we still going to see Pro West tomorrow? Yeah, pretty much
3: um, she's a definite runner. We need to get um, going, otherwise we might as well throw the spring away. Um, look, there may be a few questions around if it was a heavy 10, but I think it's very unlikely of being that. Um, but yeah, at at some stage we've got to learn whether she handles a wet track because we may get thrown at, um, at us in the future anyway. So, um, pretty much she will definitely take the spot in the race.
2: Good to hear. Moving forward to race eight, we've got Pinion lining up with Gareth LaHood, who recently got his first winner there. Um... I think this he's an up-and-coming stay of this one. He's, he was pretty big first up, I thought, when he was caught wide the trip, stepping up to 2,100 metres here with no weight on his back, and he holds a nom for the New Zealand Cup. Is that where he's heading after this? Yeah, I'd like to think so. As, um, last start of last preparation, he ran second in the Hawks Bay Cup, was a good run. Um,
3: as you say, he, he ran a bold race over a mile, which is Certainly should have his best first up this time. And, and he gets down to 51 um, here. So, yeah, if the track's firm, I expect him to run extremely well. Um, if there is a bit of rain round, he's probably not at his best. But, um, yeah, expect him to run well. If if he does go well here, he more than likely will head down for, for the uh, the two staying races, the Cup Week, the um, Metropolitan and the Cup.
2: And moving into race nine, another progressive stay of Rochia. Um, Gareth LaHood riding as well, also New Zealand Cup nominated. First up was in the same race as Pinion, and I actually thought without um, catching the eye too much, she was actually fairly well held throughout the race. She was I'm trying to obtain clear air for most of it. And um, from the wide draw, is she just going to be allowed to find her feet and try to hit the line well again?
3: Yeah, exactly. As you say, she sort of didn't get a lot of room. And when she did late um, at, in that same mile... Um, she did make good ground to the line, so she's going to be much better suited up over the 2-1. Um, yeah, she'll find her feet. She can be a little bit hit and miss, um, but on her best day she's um, uh, yeah, she can certainly be, be very competitive in a race like
2: that. And I take it the class classmate prowess will be the pick of them there at you It have to be. Absolutely. Moving over to Matamata, we've got a small team engaged there as well. Race one, we've got Paragon lining up. Warren Kennedy takes the ride. I thought he was a little bit moderate first up. Ah, sorry, there at Ruakaka. Um the draw's not exactly a help here, but Warren Kennedy on and Blinkers on are only gonna help her chances. How do you assess her chances in this one? Yeah, he was very
3: disappointing first up. Um blinkers go on, uh not sure what we'll do from the draw. See what the weather does today, and and sort of work out the things from the draw. Whether we run them, still a little bit up in the air. We've got a couple of others um, in the race too there. Um, that it uh, may not run. Um, Prometheus is, is drawn wide, and then obviously Manzor gets a um, gets a run. He may take his spot, but a little bit up in the air there. But um, uh, they're all sort of probably struggling to uh, beat that field from
2: from draws. Yeah, and Paragon, as you said, he he had some pretty good form as a two-year-old um, behind the likes of Saltcoats, I think it was. Um, or was it Saltcoats there at Pool potentially? And then, yeah. as you've touched on, Prometheus and Zab Menzor both on the ballot in the same race. I thought they both profiled really similarly. They both come through those topo races over 1,300, both 2,000 Guineas nominated, both bred to get over more ground. If we don't see them there tomorrow, what's the plan with them?
3: Uh, if they don't run tomorrow, they may either head to uh, Waverley on the 12th or um, uh, perhaps uh, a later in the month. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to keep a little bit of an eye on uh, scratching some things tomorrow morning for them.
2: And will they be 2,000 guineas bound, or things being equal, heading forward to November?
3: Look, they don't, they've sort of really got to step out and put their hand up. Um, I yep. think both of them are probably going to be better after Christmas, so... Be doubtful, but we uh, you know, they are still nominated, so we'll keep them open mind.
2: Looks to have plenty of upside anyway. And moving forward to race three, Indian Affair resuming here. Tristan Moodley does claim some. Uh, trial leading into it was a pass mark for mine. Um, just looking for her to hit the line well here first up. Yeah, happy enough with the trial,
3: um, but exactly hit the line well first up and really up over a mile. You'd, you'd love to see a competitive. Um, she's a bigger, stronger mare this time in. Um, she wasn't asked to do a whole lot at the trial. Um, but, yeah, this is, a, this is a first up run expected to go okay. But, um, uh, you know, over a mile second up, I think, is really her spot.
2: And in the same race, you've got Pizazz there. Tegan Newman takes a ride. I, I think she's still looking for clear running there at Hastings from a month ago. But the format of that race has been strong. Tegan rides from a low gate. She's got a lot in her favour to run well. Should she get even luck in running here?
3: Yeah, I don't want to go back and watch that Hawks Bay race again. It was uh, it was a horrible watch. Um, if she yeah, if she really had had it all there, but as you say, just just run into bad luck everywhere she went. So if she can get any luck, she's she's absolutely flying. She's going as well as there. But um, look, it is a strong field, um, there's a lot of form going into it. But uh, yeah, she can she can certainly go very close if, um, if the luck appears.
2: And then moving into race five, your last runner of the card there at Matamata, Tegan Newman riding Aveline, second up here. First up run was probably just a bit of a forgive, I thought, where she she had to work early in a race probably short of her ideal distance and then was unsuited when they turned into a bit of a sit sprint at the end, um, and she didn't really get much favours down the straight when getting buffeted a bit. Can we expect a bit more of an improved up runs, uh, improved run second up here?
3: Yeah, exactly. I think you've read that well. We, she sort of ended up further the than. And she, she or we would have liked to have been, um, just by the way it worked out. We would have tried her nice and quietly, expected to be hitting the line extremely well, but really she's a um that 2,000 plus is, is when we see the best of her. So um, you know, we'd love to see her just hitting the line very strongly. Uh, but again, another field with good form and, and uh, at this grade, Miles probably short of her best.
2: Yep, 100%. And what would be your best of the day there out of Matamata?
3: I think Pazaz would probably have to be as long as she uh, as, long as she doesn't run uh, into as much bad luck as she does did last
2: time. Beautiful. Thank you for joining us, Robert. And best of luck with Prowess resuming over the weekend and best of luck going forward. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys.
1: Robert Wellwood with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. A pleasure to have him on to preview his runners coming up this weekend. Mitch, we'll take a break here on the show. On the other side of this, we'll have a chat to Robert Logan to have a look at what's happening at Matamata. That's next on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis, Jordan Canella here and Mitch Davis from NZTR is here alongside me as well filling in for Butch Castles this week. A pleasure to have Mitch along on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Mitch, it's time to have a chat about what's happening at Matamata this weekend and from loveracing.nz, their form analyst Robert Logan is with us to do just that. Morning, Robert, how's things?
0: Yeah, good morning team, very well, thank you and uh, what a pleasure it is to be joining you.
2: Good morning, Robert. And um, I figure we'll go straight through to the Quaddy legs there at Matamata today. we kick it off in race 5. The Ancroft Development's rating 75 over a mile. It's a big field here. Plenty of speed engaged. Mile My, start there at Matamata's got a long run into the first corner. How do you assess this race?
0: Yeah, look, it's a very deep race to kick the Quaddy off. I think we've got about four horses hovering at that six dollar mark at the top of the market. So it is a very tricky leg to get things off. But uh, top of the book horse number one, Bell of the Ball. I think she's a pretty smart type. Um, I saw enough from that last start fifth there to suggest that that uh, she can be competitive here in a race that's you know up up and trip and arguably down in grade um, for for her here. So Bell of the Ball would be one that would I would throw in for my quaddie. Um, I also really. Quite like a horse. And number six imprévu, um probably lobs on the speed, barrier nine, the two kilo claims are help. And I think that's a smart horse. And uh, look, I know it's a quaddy, so let's look for a little bit of value. Horse number 10, same wire for me. I'm going to ignore that last start, failure there at Tauranga. It just didn't get any luck. Um, and we're seen winning in this grade the start before that. Over the same trip um, on the track, that's going to be very similar to to what we get here at uh, Maramara.
2: Yeah, 100%. I actually agreed with your thoughts regarding Imprevue. Um They had a bit of a plunge come off on it last start, and it looks to be early support there for it again. thought you could throw in Devastate as well. He had strong form there as a three-year-old, and he profiles pretty well third up. But as you said, there's a few chances here in the big field. We'll move into the feature the Team Whelan's Matamata Mata Cup over a mile race six. It's the match race everyone's talking about, Legato versus La Creek. It was meant to happen last week in the Arrifield stud plate. What did you think of this one here, Robert? Legato is the hot favourite, but La Creek has a jockey change as well, and she's giving Legato weight here.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, it's a very interesting one—the Mutter Mada Cup—and boy, this race has an honour roll. Uh, so I would love to see one of these two mares join that. Um, I think you could afford to go skinny here in the in this leg, and obviously, I, I'm with Legato. I think that uh, that little bit of weight relief from La Creek is a big assist. She's on her home track. I know she's drawn 11, but it doesn't matter. We know she gets back. Um, and I'm, I'm going to shop around La Creek. Uh, that is no knock on the horse. I just think the conditions don't suit here. And I didn't quite see enough from her last start to suggest she can be competitive with 60 kilos from that draw. So, again, quality leg. You've got to look for a little bit of value. I like number six, Aquacade. The stayer Resuming. Look, she's a quality mare. Uh, she's won twice over the mile, and look for her to be closing late. So uh, my quadi leg would just have the two legato and the six accricade. I
2: Agree with your thoughts. they will be interesting to see if they roll the dice on Lark Creek and put her into the race early, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Come race six tomorrow. Moving on to race seven, the Russell and Avon Green Memorial Open Handicap over two thousand. It's a small but even line of stayers. Probably most of these could win this without surprising. What way were you leaning, Robert? Yeah, well, look, obviously, number one, Segunto
0: was the pacemaker in the race, but he has been an early scratching, which leaves a horse like Chevron likely to roll forward and lead pretty comfortably. Look, he's been pretty consistent in this prep, and he just hasn't quite been able to nab one. He was uh, rolled by his stablemate there last start. So I'm going to give Chevron another chance, I think, here. You, you can't really go past Enchanted Owl, the, the favourite in the race. The feeling nicholas uh, combo is firing. She was super there when running second last start. So, uh, again, I probably wouldn't shop too wide in this, and I'd, I'd probably just stick with uh, the four Enchanted Owl and five Chevron for me.
2: And I thought you couldn't go past first flight potentially as well. Second up, he's probably gonna have a bit of improvement as a progressive stayer, but oh, I, I couldn't disagree with you there. It's an open race, and as we've touched on, a few could probably win it. Moving into race eight, we've got the Mata Ten Matamata rating sixty five over two thousand. It's a big field here to finish the race, uh, finish the day. It's quite an open race. Were you able to with one or two to finish the day out of Matamara?
0: Yeah, look, if you've made it this far in the quaddie, uh, you're probably doing better than most because this is a real tough leg to finish the day, the 65-2000. And as you mentioned, it's a big field. Um personally, I, I'd love to just field this leg and, and uh, make it a 3 leg quaddie. But <laughs> I didn't mind um, the win of horse number two there last start at Tauranga. That special privilege, that was pretty impressive. Uh, also worth noting, I think, number three, Fortune Wings, was pretty impressive there first up over the 1800. Um, noting that they stretched from Hastings last week for the slightly better track conditions. He doesn't draw great in this but the uh, horse seems to be going very well, and the 2,000 metres is his pet distance. Um, number nine, Stash, from the Tony Pike Stables. A horse with a few runs on the board, but putting together a pretty impressive record at, at that double-figure quote. So uh, many chances here, and uh, possibly just the field leg to end the day.
2: Yeah, good trainer on that fortune wing, Sam Logan, there. And sassiness probably brings in some strong three-year-old form from her last prep, but whether she's up to showing this against the older horses, uh, it's, a, it's a very hard race to finish the day there. And yeah, I, I couldn't blame you for taking the field there. Well, I'll ask you, Robert, what's your best bet out of those four races there at Matamata or anything else that you're staring towards there over the day?
0: Yeah, so, look, we have a
2: great card of racing there at Mudder and we've just touched on those four
0: races, but my best of the day comes up in race four, number 10, Petrusi. I've been waiting a while for this horse to resume. Um, I think she's a really smart mare by I'm Invincible from the dominant Tiakao team. Uh, she's drawn wide, which I don't think will be too much of a concern because she does get back, but I really just love the way that she launches hard at the line, this horse, um. She's only been beaten by a handful of horses and some of those are pretty smart, the likes of Denby Road and uh, one that, that she's going to have to race here at I Choose You, the stable mate. But the form certainly stacks up and um, I've been looking forward to seeing her back at the races for a while. Another who was scratched last week at Hastings and, and comes here for the better track. So race for number 10 Petrusi is my bet of the day there at Maramara.
2: Beautiful. Thank you, Robert. Hopefully the weather holds up there at Matamata and at Harweta as well, I guess. And um, we're in for a really good day of racing. Thank you for joining us here at Breakfast on the Kiwis.
0: Thanks very much, Mitch. And uh, best of luck, everybody, with your punting this weekend.
1: Robert Logan with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. And that wraps up another edition of the show this week. Mitch, it's been a pleasure having you on. Very well done. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear from you again at some time in the future.
2: Thank you very much, Jordan. Pleasure to join you again.
1: Breakfast with the Kiwis. Mitch Davis from NZTR this week on the show. Don't forget, you can podcast at sen.com.au. You can listen to us on SEN Track and on SENZ. And until next week, have a safe one and enjoy the racing.